Thanks for joining us today. This is Kevin Mullins, pastor at Broad River Church, and we're really grateful that you checked us out. If this message has been inspiring to you, we hope that you visit our website at broadriver.church, and you can go to the plan a visit page and see if there's a time that you could visit Broad River Church in person. You also can give at that same webpage, and you can check us out also on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Broad River Church. We hope this message is a blessing to you. Hey, it's Pastor Kevin. I'm coming to you with our first bonus content segment. A lot of times on Sunday, um, only have a certain amount of time and sometimes would like to go deeper. And so we're going to take advantage of the podcast to go a little bit deeper um, and have some bonus content. I'm coming from you from what I like to call the upper room at Broad River Church. It's this little booth up above our sanctuary area. Um, that normally we do translation from. Come to find out, it also provides a nice, quiet space to do these kinds of things. And so at the end of uh, Sunday's message, I I recommended two acronyms to you. And if you want to hear that message, they're all available. It's week six. It's called Distraction and Presence. Week six of This Burden is Life. The series has been really um, important for us. I recommended two acronyms, and the first one I suggested, as soon as you hear it, I want you to forget it. And then the second one is what I want to dig deeper into for just a few minutes today. The first one was LIAR, L-I-A-R. The idea is if we are trying to push back on distraction while simultaneously learning how to pay attention, we're going to have to be intentional about it. And these two acronyms might describe that. So we've got access to all this information. We can find out about some storm happening in the Caribbean, um, some political coup happening in Central America. There's uh, some nation in in the world. Its economy is collapsing. So we're not able to do anything about that, but we have all that information. But what can we really do about it? The answer is not that much. We become liars. Neil Postman is the one that created this term in his book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Liars. What does it mean? It says, we know everything about things that we can't do anything about, and we are knowing less and less about those things that we can do something about. So uh, we know everything, but do nothing. Liar, low information to action ratio. So I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to manipulate others into being liars either. I want to be able to discern the presence of God that's available to me in this current moment and take action in this current moment. John Tyson, in his book, The Burden is Light, which has been a a heavy influence for me as a pastor and also for us as a church in this series, he recommended a second, second acronym to kind of uh, be the counter yoke to this liar acronym. And that acronym was LOVER, L-O-V-E-R. So when we begin to pay attention to those people around us and we we constantly um, seek to be present in the current moment, then new relationships and a new quality of relationship begins to emerge. This acronym LOVER starts with L for listening. Listening enables us to um, kind of pull back from always having to give our opinion on everything that's presented to us. Always trying to project maybe what our values are onto others, especially when they don't ask for those values to be projected. 
projected. It's, it's this ability to listen. That's the L. We, we, we open up a window into the activity of God in other people. This is not always just hearing their words, but sometimes um, we, we become more attuned to the tone of voice that people are talking to, or maybe the way they repeat certain phrases, the way they enunciate, or they emphasize certain words. Being present might be about being better about noticing those things so that we can see kind of what those people in our lives are actually experiencing. The O in lover is a observing Observing others disciplines us to be present in the moment. It, it's really amazing to me. I'll talk, sit down and talk to people over lunch or dinner, and it's amazing to me about how much detail they know about maybe sports or maybe uh, actors or actresses or maybe they know about fashion. They know all these intricate details about their favorite TV show, maybe even the plot lines of those TV shows but they may sometimes only know maybe more surface level details about the people that they love the most. This happens even with our close relationships. We get so familiar with those people that are the closest to us, our kids, our spouses, our coworkers, our neighbors, that sometimes we fail to see these, these little things that are happening in their lives, maybe subtle clues about how they are developing and how maybe in the case of our kids, how they are being formed. So we have to purposely break the power of habituation or just becoming um, too familiar with those people. Maybe spending intentional time thinking about each of our key relationships and then praying about those relationships, researching in some cases. Sometimes with some of the things going on with your kids, you need to do some research and find out how can I be a good parent in this situation. Preparing for the conversation that you're going to ultimately have with those people. Remember, it might be a listening conversation. It might not mostly be about the words that you're giving, but I, I want to not take them for granted and observe them instead. The next one is V in the LOVER acronym. And that's for value, valuing those around us. So sometimes we're too quick to want to prioritize our preferences and our viewpoints and, and impose them on others, including the people that we love the most with this kind of like real hard religious zeal. We're very quick to want other people to live up to our values, and it can cause real strain in our relationships. Because when we do that, what we're communicating is that the other person's value is based on how well he or she meets our expectations, but truly valuing other people means seeing their own development and their opinions and their stories and their preferences and saying, those things are worthy of our time. You're not just worthy of my time. If you live by my values, you're worthy of my time because of who you are. So then when we open ourselves up to them, we become vulnerable to them. We ask them what their thoughts are, their ideas, their opinions. We show that they matter to us. The next step to being present and escaping dis- distraction is this, this E in the LOVER acronym, and it's encouragement. It's surprising how many people I interact with that give feedback to each other based on just what the other person does wrong. 
I know a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this myself, that the only time I, I really give feedback to anybody is when they've done something that I don't like instead of being quick to encourage. This can be especially true in our families. Because in our families, maybe with your kids, you, you have to have discipline. You have to have boundaries set in. That's important. But a flourishing life is a life that receives blessing and nourishment, not primarily receiving discipline and boundaries. That's a part of it. But a life that flourishes is a life that receives blessing and nourishment. The root word or the re- root meaning of the word encouragement is to Put courage into someone. There's a second meaning that means something like coming alongside somebody else and lifting them up. So we need courage breathed into our souls by those who know us best and love us most. So being present means listening. It means observing. It means valuing. It means encouraging others. And the last step in that lover acronym is responding. The last step in being able to escape distraction and be really present the way Jacob was when he woke up from his dream and he said, truly, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. How do we wake up from that? Lastly, by responding to what we sense and see. We have to flow with the activity of God in the people around us. We don't want to be, we don't want to be numb to it. We see what needs to happen and we move. It's not enough to listen. It's not enough to observe and value. It's not even enough to encourage. We need to respond because love isn't passive. It reacts, it adjusts, it per- perceives, it, it reaches out, it pushes back. It calms down. You see, all of these things are responding. It rises up. We respond. We love people well when we move from being passive spectators of one another's journeys to becoming co-journeyers on the path of grace that they're on. What would it look like? What would change in your life and in your outlook if you became a lover of those around you? Rather than being distracted by all the trivial things or being distracted by having to always comment on what other stories are are about or what's happening in others' lives, that you could just learn to live well, that I could learn to live well in the present moment. Here's what I believe, that your faith would deepen, your relationships would strengthen, your heart would expand, and your experience would grow. By the way, that's exactly how Jesus was present with us. As we head towards Holy Week next week, he wasn't a liar. He wasn't a low information to action ratio. He he knew about all of our sin and brokenness. And what did he do? He took radical action. And when you reflect and when we reflect on how Jesus ministered to people, it becomes clear that he loved well. How did he do that? He listened to the outcast. He observed those that had been overlooked by others. He valued people who were under the judgment of the cultural elites. He encouraged everybody, everybody Jesus came in contact, all the way from children to widows. And he responded whenever he was confronted with need. It wasn't enough. The L-O-V-E wasn't enough. He healed the sick. He welcomed the stranger. He cast out demons. He selected disciples. He confronted hypocrisy. 
Jesus is God's reminder to us that our creator is present with us. He didn't abandon us to the world, but he invites us to be present with him in it. He invites invites us to sit at a table with him so that we can look into his face, we can be seen and known and valued and loved. I hope this is a blessing to you. Can't wait to see you this coming Sunday as we finish our This Burden is Light series. Go with God.